Mic check one two one two. What's up, Apple Top? Girl, it is storming over here like crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is. You know, when I was younger and they used to thunderstorm, my grandmother used to say, my great grandmother used to say, Jesus is bowling, baby. Jesus is bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it only made perfect sense because it sounded like that. Because as soon as it said boom, and then the house kind of felt like it kind of rattled. Now, the first thing I thought, Jesus is bowling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to, um, sorry, and I'm walking around. I have to tell you that I'm a mess, I must confess, this morning. My child is here. Um, she just woke up and she's making herself waffles. So you might hear a toaster pop. My my job is sending my a computer here for me today and I have to sign for it. So FedEx might come to the door. So I just apologize ahead of time for whatever you hear. I apologize. It's just going to be, you know, well, we, we, we living in these Rona times. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so look, my daughter just peeks her head around the corner, starts laughing, like, so you're not helping. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to laugh at our jokes. Yeah, right. Um, is it raining where you are? No, it is bright sunshine, so pretty today, but it has been uh, raining and gross the last couple of days, so I was very excited to see a little sunshine today. Oh, maybe it's coming down, that's why, because we've had beautiful nice sunshine and it's been rain yesterday yesterday was just a little bit today's like downpour like don't go outside if you have a wig a weave just <laughs> just 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 stay inside <laughs> or if you've uh, dyed your hair really bright colors because you may or may not know that shit's gonna bleed all over whatever you're wearing oh, today oh no i never thought of that so today um, we're talking about what, what do you say making friends as adults like yeah how do you handle it how do you deal with it tell me tell me tell me what your thoughts are about it well you know what for the first time ever I actually had some little uh, again my handy dandy podcast notebook uh, which again I'm the only one using um, and I want to point out that like my first thought when you gave this to me was like man, come the end of the year, she's going to be like, let's exchange these. And I'll be like, there's only like two pages filled out. So <laughs> I think you're beating me at this point. Cause you know, I'm just going to go ahead and confess. I lost mine. And then I found it. And I even wrote, I even wrote on my notes. I put, I lost this podcast book, but now it is fine. Found. <laughs> Well, I, I had a couple little notes uh, in here that I wanted to say, since we are um, in these times, I wanted to, uh, and I feel like, you know, we'll look back on this, like we'll listen to this hopefully in a year and everything will not be like the apocalypse coming. Um, mm -hmm. So I had written, uh, our Virginia governor has finally shut down all non-essential businesses uh, until April 24th, which would be, we are recording on March 24th right now. Um, so that will be exactly a month that could be extended. We don't know. But um, you and I were laughing about the fact that one of the non or one of the essential businesses are liquor stores. 
Yeah, because people people got to stay licking up to make it through this, I guess. <laughs> well, you you know, I need my wine, and I will be going to get some of my Malvasia wine. <laughs> you know, I read on some forum when they were talking about the, uh, you know, talking about liquor stores being uh, essential, and somebody said, you know, alcohol kills germs, right? <laughs> Uh, way to keep it positive <laughs> all i could hear was a shaft in my head you damn right yeah <laughs> yeah so um let's see my other note uh as far as going to the grocery store i had to um and take my husband to the doctor yesterday because he again it's only been four months has kidney stones again um <clears throat> and uh oh. These are just, um, we're pretty sure this is from like the last time he had surgery, they just left a bunch in there because it was just like, well, they'll probably pass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> is, is, is that like taking out the trash but leaving the recycling bin? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but when I did do that, I went and uh, we had to get prescriptions for him and then um, uh, had to pick up some stuff from the store. And they are still completely out of any kind of meat except for a few packages of chicken. And then there's uh, quite a bit of the uh, fake meat. So we decided to try, I decided we were going to try a different brand. Hmm? You mean like lunch meat, like processed meat? (laughs) I'm sorry. I meant not real meat. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So (laughs) so like the, the meat that they, the stuff that they have in there for vegetarians and vegans are... Yes. Okay. Got exactly. It. So, um, I uh, I was like, well, you know what? We're gonna try this brand. I've seen it many times. I've never bought it because I'd never heard of it before. So, but they had these little um veggie meatballs, and I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna try these. Give them a go. So, I brought those home yesterday, and we made them, and they were so good. I was shocked. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. My uh, my meat eating husband actually ate two of them, which was uh, like his appetite's not very good with the medicine and the you know pain. So he may have eaten more uh, had it been you know different circumstances. But he liked them. My dad liked them. I thought they were awesome. Did you ever try those seven grain nuggets I told you about? Seven grain nuggets. I don't want to remember that. They're made by, I think it's Gardenia. Is that the name brand? Oh, Gar- Gar- Gardine. Yeah, I, I have tried many things by Gardine. I don't like any of them. Well, this is the only thing that I've tried by them. And it was crazy because when I tried it at first, I was like, wow, these are really good. And so I decided to give them to my daughter because she's super, super picky and not tell her. And then she told me, she's like, you know, she liked them. And I'm like, that's great because they're made out of grains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, the fact that she likes them is is great. So whenever I can buy them, I, I do. Uh, you know, Gardein is a really popular brand. So I'm I'm one of the, you know, it's not normal, I guess, for uh, vegetarians or even meat eaters to not like Gardein. I am. Um, I'm just I've tried several things from them I don't care for them I so I did try the the patties I remember and I cooked them the way that you told me to cook them and um it wasn't that they didn't come out like crispy or good they did it's just there's something about Gardein products like I I don't know well you probably don't know this since you haven't tried a lot of you know not meat substitute stuff but every brand has its own flavor you know like every brand no matter what they make it's kind of going to have a similar flavor because they're using the same main ingredient so um 
the Gardein flavor, like whatever that underlying flavor is, I just don't care for it. Um, my preference is uh, there's a brand called Corn, which is Q U O R N. Yeah, that one is. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Um, my husband likes their stuff. Like he was like, you know what? I can eat their quote unquote chicken um, any day over real chicken because I can't tell the difference. I um, I made my own black bean burger mm-hmm. and that thing was so banging I, I mean I'm telling you it was like nothing I, I've had the um, black bean burgers out in restaurants which have been great and then I've had the black bean burgers you know that you can buy like we're talking about in the frozen section for ve- vegan and vegetarians and they were okay but then black bean burgers that I made myself, holy hell. I mean, I'm talking about dangerous. They were so good. If, if you know how, or if you find a good recipe that tells you how to season that stuff, it can be, it can be amazing. It can taste mm-hmm. so good. Yes, girl. Slap me some lettuce and tomato on there like it's a real burger. That thing was banging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I've gotten, I've gotten especially during these times where there just isn't available meat a lot of the time. Um, I mean, my dad is open to eating anything that I'll make, but my husband's a little more like, eh, you know what? I'll try it, but I don't know. But he, um, he's liked a lot of the stuff that I've made. Um, I actually had to buy, there's another brand called beyond meat, um, that makes like, like, uh, patties. Yeah. yeah. And they're huge for, you know, yeah. for those type of things. Um, I had to buy those because they didn't, you know, there just wasn't a lot to choose from. And I'm trying to, you know, shop for a week's worth of groceries, if not more, I'm trying to get more out of it, but you know, it's difficult when you're trying to budget and, <laughs> and get whatever they have left in the store. Um, mm-hmm. So I got those. So th- those will be made one night as well. And I know he's tried a bite of them. And one thing that's really uh, cool about the Beyond Burger is that they, they put um, like beets in it. And I don't like beets mm-hmm. like straight out. It's just, they're not my thing, but um, yeah. But when you cook it, it like, I mean, it gets greasy like a hamburger does. It's red in the middle or pink in the middle. Oh. You know, like it's just, it's more appealing. It's more appetizing to somebody that isn't quite ready to go that far. Right. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, so we're going to try that. Well, he's going to try those sometime this week. Um, I also was peeling sweet potatoes yesterday and I've never in my life peeled a raw sweet potato. I have peeled plenty of russet potatoes. I've just never peeled a sweet potato because I always have just cooked them whole. Um, but I wanted to chop them up and cook them as, you know, little bite-sized pieces. So I'm doing that and, uh, peeled the tip of my finger. God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that wasn't mixed in with the. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, thankfully it wasn't. Like I knew the moment I did it, like, "Hmm, that's, that's going to (laughs) suck. Are you going around pointing at everybody? Like. (laughs) My tip's gone. <laughs> you know, no, it actually it did not come off. I, I won't get into horribly gory details, but it just uh, it just made a nick, a pretty bad nick on my uh, tip of my finger. But that, I cannot tell you how pissed off I get when I hurt the tips of my fingers in any way. Because you know how inconvenient it is to try to put a Band-Aid on the tip of your finger. You use the tip yeah. of your finger for everything. And now... Not only do I have to hand wash like normal, but I got to hand wash all the time, every day, all day. And I, I, 
I know. It's like when you when you're shaving and you cut your your lip down there, not your one on your <laughs> face, but your one you know one down there. That that hurts like hell, and you can't put a band aid on your your pussy lip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh my god, it's just yeah, you're right. There's certain areas that's like. Damn it! You shouldn't be able to cut those. <laughs> and when you when you do cut that area, for any guys that don't know, uh, oftentimes you forget, and then you have to pee. And I don't know about anybody else, but putting salt on Ooh. a wound <laughs> burns. Yeah, Lord. Or put it in some jeans. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, because sometimes the depending on your lips, I don't know if you got big lips, long lips, juicy lips. I don't know what you got, but sometimes they get hung up. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Like while we're, while we're talking about that kind of stuff, it's just funny. It made me think of something. So when, when, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, like I didn't have, um, I didn't have anybody to teach me how to shave things when I was younger. You know, like I didn't have that. I just had to learn that. So when I was younger, I didn't, you know, I didn't shave any of that stuff. And then do you remember like, and when also when I was younger, I didn't use tampons. I just used pads. So did you ever have the pleasure of having like in the middle of a school day, that pad would flip over a little bit and the tape would get stuck to the hair and there wasn't a damn thing you could do about it. See, I didn't have that problem because I started out with a tampon and not a pad. And that would be my dad's fault because I started my period really, really late. Like, you know, I was 16 when I started my period. And, um, this is a, this is a quick, real funny story. So my dad's like, you know, all right, I tell him and, and he's like, all right, we'll go to the store. And so we go to the store and he's like, just pick a box or whatever. So I don't know anything, you know, I don't know that there's different sizes or, you know, whatever. So I pick, I end up picking super oh. and yeah, I had not had sex at this point. <laughs> And I pick the super tampons and my dad doesn't know about a fucking tampon. He tells me, go in the bathroom, you know, read the directions. I read that this is when they had the cardboard <laughs> applicators on the outside. Oh God. And I... they hurt like fire going in. Oh my God. And I obviously wasn't the brightest reading directions. I come out like I had just got off a horse. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking around and my dad's like, what the hell? Why are you walking so funny? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you probably need to go check and make sure you did that right. So I go back in the bathroom. I read it again. And I'm, I didn't put the whole motherfucking thing in me. <laughs> the entire thing. You know, I didn't think the part that you're supposed to, you're supposed to insert the cotton and the other part you throw in the trash. No, 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 no. I just put the whole fucking tampon, cardboard, alligator, everything inside of me. So I feel like my first sexual experience was with a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and trying to pull that out, super fun. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> good times <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't know how we got here but we're here <laughs> I can't. oh god. god okay i can't <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my god, I can't stop. I mean, anybody that hasn't had to deal with those type of tampons probably can't understand. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was a crucial moment, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have taken a pad any day, sticking, flipping over, <laughs> all that. Oh god, goodbye, Hyman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, get it together, oh, Stacey. Get oh, it together. So funny. I, between that and I mean, I think your <laughs> damn it, your story is worse. It really is. But I just, I just remember, you know, having that <laughs> that bush of hair when I was young because I started when I was twelve. Oh. So. um and like not knowing that it was taped to the hair and you know just going in about my business to pee and pulling my underwear down and ripping oh my gosh (laughs) a little bikini wax for me (laughs) was it like was it thick enough that it was like kind of you know peekabooing through your underwear? You know how sometimes if it gets too thick, like it'll prick, it'll like prick <laughs> through your little underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happened when I was younger. I'm sure it did. Um, I don't. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't have a, a ton of hair as a just as a person in general. I didn't have a ton of hair, but and I shaved the the bikini side. I just didn't shave the you know <laughs> bush in the middle till I was um, I don't know maybe. 14 or 15 like when I kind of got friends that were like ew you don't shave that I was like shave it what uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the things that your friends teach oh, you oh lord oh yeah. yeah the things that they do um oh my god it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> um the only other stuff I had written down <laughs> was that um <laughs> I can't even. Oh, this had to do with when I was on the food topic, and then we got totally derailed. Um, I'm very excited that I got to try. A, I got to have my um, soy milk again. Like I don't know anybody that has soy milk, but even when I went to a uh, to um, <clears throat> Starbucks, a lot of the time I would get soy milk instead of like I have nothing against regular. I don't really like regular milk. I never really have. <clears throat> I mean, in cereal, I would, but. Oh, see, this is where I'm going to lose people. The thought of, of drinking the milk afterward, oh, makes me so sick. <laughs> <laughs> My husband loves him some after cereal milk, and I just, ugh, no. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> I'm never much of, of a milk person, um, but uh, I, I picked up when I was at the store again, like they're very low on milk. And I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I don't really need any. We don't really use it except sometimes for cooking. <clears throat> so I was like, I'm going to get me some, some vanilla soy milk. I haven't had that in so long. And it was like, oh, I put that in my tea this morning. And it was like the best tea ever. Like, <laughs> Yes, girl. High five <laughs> through the phone. That's the only way I could drink tea, hot tea. I got to have a cream. Mm-hmm. I know. Me too. I uh, actually introduced my husband to that because he was like, I've never really had tea with cream in it. I'm like, oh, you're missing out, sir. <laughs> yeah. I When I did my... um my DNA ancestry and it came back and said that I was 37% British <laughs> and it uh you know uh, uh I think it was over 20% was that from Great Britain on you know I 
think I said it before. Then I realized, oh, this is why I like this. <laughs> I, you know, that's a big thing for them. They put cream in their tea, and I, I don't know where I picked that up years, years ago, and I just mm-hmm. love it. And it is really, really good. Actually, I think the first time I ever tried it was in green tea, which sounds really odd because green tea is such a light tea. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It was really good. <clears throat> and then I started doing it in black tea and you know oolong and jasmine, whatever tea that I was having. Um, <clears throat> another thing uh, notable right now is that Microsoft is the only company right now that is uh, stocks are still uh, over one trillion. Every other stock has plummeted. I wonder why. Well, because you can access and use Microsoft and buy Microsoft products without having to leave the comfort of your home. Oh, and you know what else? Microsoft um, owns Intuit stuff. Yeah. They have affiliation and it's tax time. So <laughs> <laughs> even though they even though they've uh you know put it back a couple months, it's still tax yeah. time. Yeah. So they're they're the only ones doing okay. <clears throat> Everybody else has uh, fallen to pieces. And um last thing I had that was noteworthy was that our website is slowly coming along. So anybody that visited it a while ago, um, if you go back now, it's actually quite a bit more updated still needs a lot of work but uh, I am slowly but surely updating it and adding to it so it looks a little more like a website as opposed to you know something a teenager made it well no teenagers would be better at that than I would (laughs) you've done a great job you really have I appreciate that all right okay now on to (laughs) I love that we got derailed that was oh was the best gosh I still um oh you know what here I feel like it's worth saying um what I what I called you or what I sent you a message crying about the other day I feel like it's worth uh bringing that up to anybody that might watch okay. it. um because I I did actually tell my friend Monica that the same the same uh you know tearful message that I left you like just retelling it I was just like I can't even keep it together like I'm leaving her a message like I'm okay but I'm gonna cry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so my husband, my husband likes, um, it's so funny because we're so backwards. Like I like to watch um, real life shows where like, uh, like I love to watch those shows where people have exotic animals and then the animals kill them. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I watch. did, what's that one show that we watched? I, they had like uh, the, the, the tigers in their apartment uh, in New York. Um, um, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, that was like that was like a show that you were just like, "Come on, are you serious?" A lot, you know, a lot of things that they were doing. Like, how could you be so stupid? But it was like you can't stop watching because you're like, "I want to know if he's gonna." Eat I know, that. you know? I know. And so then they'll, and the fact that I know it's kind of crazy of like, why would you want to see it? But it's almost like if I'm that invested and I'm watching this whole thing, I'm not necessarily that I want to see the person mutilated and pieces all over. But I don't know. I just kind of want to see some like. I don't know how to explain I, what I'm talking about. I, I feel you on that because I was so irritated with that show that they would show, you know, they're, they're going around and <clears throat> killing these animals, which is terrible because these people are the ones that put these animals in captivity. Like some of them were able to be moved to like a refuge, but they couldn't live in the wild. They'd never been raised to live in the wild. So, um, right. you know, the, some sometimes <clears throat> the animals would be taken to like a, a, a refuge or a rescue type. Um, but a lot of the time they would be shot and killed because they had attacked their owner. And it was just like that. How fucking unfair is that? Um, 
but I, I watched, uh, you know, I watched some of those and like they're showing people that had panthers and tigers and they'll show the, the panthers and the tigers after they've been shot. And I'm just like, I didn't need to see that. But I did want to see the human after they got their head mutilated or got their face ripped yeah. off. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Um, and for whatever reason, that I could watch. But they did have one where um, somebody, I, I didn't watch this one, somebody had... Um, wolves and i was like you know what that's too much like a dog and i everybody that listens knows that i'm a huge dog person i can't handle like sad dog news like my husband is um subscribed to a lot of different like dog groups on facebook and i I tried to subscribe to those but it was like every other post because you know they're huge groups that have like millions of people in them and then so like every day somebody new would post like oh, you know, Rover went over the, the rainbow bridge today. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't watch your sad posts. I can't see your dead dogs. Like people would post pictures of them holding their dogs after they'd been euthanized. Like, you know, I can't, I no, I don't, I'm so sorry that you lost a pet, but I don't need to see that. Like for me, that's where I can't handle stuff. So um, all that being said, the nature documentaries that they had, like the big one that came out a while back was called Earth or Planet Earth. It was huge and it was unprecedented precedented because it had um, like uh, it had been filmed in this crazy, like beautiful way. And they got um, filmings of, of things that we had never seen before. And it came out on like DVD and Blu-ray back in the day. And um, it was like a seven part series, I want to say. And they had like different sections of the world and you know, different things you could see and whatever. So we get this because my husband's like, you know what? You would love it. Like you love animal stuff and nature stuff. And I'm like, no, see what <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to watch animals in the wild because I, you know what? I understand that a lion has to kill a zebra to eat. I understand that a crocodile has to kill a gazelle. And I understand that like a whale has to kill a seal. I don't want to see it though. I don't want to watch that. Right. So, and he's like, it won't be that bad. They won't show it. But no, this is what that thing was that that documentary series was touted for was they showed everything, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'll try. I'll try to watch it. And we got to one of them. And I don't know if anybody else has watched these series, but we got to this one where there was a a buffalo and it was drinking in a watering hole and kimono dragons, which are are like really big lizards. I mean, they're huge and their bite is venomous. And so they ran after the buffalo. Well, the buffalo could kill them easily enough. But if, if one of them can surround one buffalo and just get one bite in, that's all they need. And then they just wait. Like, they will wait for days while their venom takes days to kill this animal or, or at least drop it to its knees, which is what happened. And the, the people just film it and you just watch it. And it just destroyed me. Like, they kept showing, you know, the buffalo for three days straight. And obviously you're not watching in real time, but you know, you're watching it for a long time and they just keep like the, the like six or seven kimono dragons around this buffalo that's just standing in the water because it's been bitten and it, you know, they say that it's trying to soothe the pain, but it's just making it worse because the water's full of bacteria. So now it's getting bacteria in its bloodstream because it's been bitten really bad. And then, <laughs> and then they'll like run up to it and bite it again and again and again and just like, and then run away, leave it there because it can't fight all of them and then after these three days this poor buffalo is so sick from the venom and it hasn't eaten and it's been trying to fight off on dragons and it finally drops to its knees and they just rip it to pieces while it's alive 
it, it was I was like you know what no I can't I'm done and so I never watched that stuff again <laughs> Dang. and then um this new series came out on Netflix called After Dark and my husband was like we should watch it he's like it's really cool it's all about you know animals that come out at night and they've got this new filming technique I'm like no 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 remember planet earth remember the buffalo no I'm not watching this shit again uh-uh so so he's like no i don't think it'll be bad i'm like you don't understand it's always bad like the that's what people want to see the same way that i want to see somebody that held an animal captive and then got eaten alive i want to see their face ripped off people want to watch animals do animal things like they want to see an animal take down another animal and they want to see the carnage i don't want to see that so he's been trying to get me to watch it i just kept saying no and and um so finally when his kidney stones he was feeling really bad he's all doped up on medicine he can't do anything he just looks miserable and i'm like okay look i've got like an hour before i gotta make dinner you really wanted me to watch that documentary let let's turn on because it's like a seven again this is a seven part series so um i was like let's turn on this one if like animals in the city and it was like um like elephants that lived um in south africa and how they had to cross like the the streets you know the, the busy streets so they would do it at night and it was just like kind of cool to see that like how crazy and busy the streets were cars going up and down and stuff during the day and then these elephants just know the past so they're crossing through human and and i'm like oh god please don't let the elephants die because I, I love me an elephant like, oh i love elephants they're beautiful they right are. they're gorgeous so <clears throat> they um they they they're fine they go a uh, spoiler alert to anybody who might want to watch this so they're fine they make their way through and it's a cool little show i'm like oh, okay and then the next thing is um ja- uh, jaguar was it jaguars no was it oh i think it was jaguars that yeah. okay um thank oh, you leopards. yes leopards yes yeah. so the next thing they show is leopards and this was in um mumbai that's where it was the leopards were in mumbai and and it's a really really um the city has just grown so much. What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> it reminds me of that message when you just said Mumbai when you were trying to say the part of China and you said Mumbai. <laughs> 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 she sent me a message and she was talking about the part of China, uh, part of China that the coronavirus started in. And it's uh, it, what is Wuhan. it? Wuhan. She said it was it's Wuhan and she said Wu Tang. Sorry. That was so funny. No, I, I totally I didn't catch it. It wasn't like I left this message like in Wu Tang, they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you would like that. I was like, it's a you know, in, in in China, they haven't had any new new cases of coronavirus. That's something else in the last twenty four hours that, that they haven't had any new cases. And I was like, it, you know, even where it originated, I was like, I'm kind of want to say Wu Tang. It's not Wu. It's Wuhan. It's Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me. You were like Mumbai. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, it, it, I think we need a comic relief on that. So, uh, so they um. So these leopards are walking through and they're like, they're showing people walk and then the leopards walk through and then they show, um, they show a leopard going around and they, the people that live there, they, they have pigs and I assume for food, but they, um, they have, 
you know, domesticated pigs. And anybody that doesn't know, like, domesticated, like, male pigs or even wild pigs, like, they can kill a leopard easy. Those things are just muscle and fat and mean as shit. So, um, the, uh, I was like, oh my God, the leopard's going to get a little piglet. Oh God, I want to hear the piglet scream. Like, I'm already starting to freak out because I don't want to see it. And, um, these dogs come running out and start barking and they scare the leopard off and the pigs scare the leopard off and everything's fine. I'm like, okay, you know what? The series isn't so bad. Well, then they show the, um, the leopard walk into like, they have like cameras inside of like an office building. The leopard walks into the office building and they're like, but now he's going for something, you know, even bigger prey or something like that. I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to get a person. And, and off the screen, you could hear somebody screaming and I'm like, oh my God, he got a person. Like it, it, it's loud screaming, but no, it's a dog. And he's mm-hmm. pulling this dog and the dog is screaming and flailing. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I, like, I'm yelling and my husband pauses it. And then I proceed to just sob for 10 minutes because I had seen this poor dog. She is not exaggerating because she left me, um, as she stated in um, our other podcast, we use this app called Viber and you can leave up to 15 minute voice clips and so she leaves me this voice clip and when I click on it I can hear it's almost you know how they say you got a like a bird in your throat or something you know you're like um uh like the machine I'm like oh shit what's wrong and she's like um you know I mean just just so shake it up and then you know she proceeds to say how that really screwed her up and she can't get the visions out of her head. And I, I'm over here like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause I'm a sensitive one. I'm not like, girl, get your shit the fucking together. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't get that out of your head because the, the vibrato in her voice is like, um, I, uh, you know, like, <laughs> poor Stacy <laughs> it, it was I couldn't like I don't know if that happens to anybody else but like when you see something traumatizing once you don't see it anymore it doesn't stop like in my head it just replays and like every time I would get myself together and stop crying it would hit me again and I would start crying again like it just it just it fucked me up and when I finally finally could get myself together and my poor husband he's so high on medicine that he's just like kind of trying to pat my back like they're there <laughs> <laughs> ta-ta, Stacey, ta-ta. <laughs> and i was like okay look i think it goes without saying but i'm never gonna watch these with you again i don't care how good you think they are i don't care i'm never again he's like i i think that it's probably good <laughs> <laughs> i'm on board with that <laughs> like i still can't stop picturing it it's i mean it's to the point now where it doesn't make me cry anymore but it just like I just, you know, like, there's some things you just don't need to see, and I didn't need to see that, and, like, and what was really nice was because you did leave me such a nice message back, like, it's all understanding and sweet, and I was just, like, in the back of my head, I'm telling myself, get it together, pussy, you didn't get attacked by a leopard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were, like, thank you, you're so sweet, thanks for sending a message like that, and not, like, get your fucking shit together. (laughs) yeah I I think I'm only that friend when it comes to like a man when you call me talking about your man you're like your man is cheated your man is this I'm like girl get 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 your shit together (laughs) you know but anything else I'm like okay well it's all right (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my goodness okay 
All right. So our yeah, thirty five minutes of. <laughs> Welcome to From Our Mouths. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? That I think it'll it'll round it'll round it out. Um, so we were we were going to talk originally about um, friends as an adult, like making friends as an adult, and um, like uh, <clears throat> having only work friends. Like we we know so many people that um, didn't carry any of their their childhood friends with them into adulthood. It's like their only friends are work friends. And both of us find that to be odd, even, um, you know, with you having moved around, you still have friends that you, you know, kept with you. I have a friend that is currently in Guam right now that I've been friends. Actually, I did meet her at work, though, but I've stayed friends with her, even though she's moved around so much. But most of my friends, I mean, I have a couple work friends. You're one of them, obviously. Um, But uh, most of my like closer friends are people that I grew up with, you know, but people that I went to school with. And it's just, it's kind of odd that, that it's odd to both of us to find people that the only friends you have are the people that you work with, because the moment that shit goes down, then work is not, you know, work sucks because you're having to go to a place where that person that you were friends with, now you guys are enemies and there's just, there's more tension and this is your job. This is your livelihood. Mm-hmm. that one of those people is my husband sorry to call you out babe it's the <laughs> truth um he has friends he he has friends that he grew up with that he still talks to um i would say just off the top of my head three that he talks to um you know regularly they keep in touch and everything but they haven't hung out in years um like they, I don't, I can't tell you, I think one of them he's seen in the last couple years, but it's probably been seven to 10 or over that for the other two. And so everything that he has, or he talks about is all the people that he works with. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the side with you to me, that's strange. Um, and I always tell my husband, like, why don't you go get some friends? You know, I'll say stuff, I'll say stuff like that. Well, because I have, I have a lot of friends that have been in my life for over 20 years and I see them, I talk to them, I function with them. And if I had to use out of a hundred percent, 90%, or maybe I would even go 95% are people who have been in my life for that long and they have nothing to do with work. So, um, and then I have the other 5% who have just been in my, my life, I would say for a short term, meaning to me, short term is under 10, you know, for a short term. And um, I, I still there, I don't work with them. So. Yeah, it was, I think it's just, it's so hard to make friends as an adult. Cause when you're a kid, like you don't have all these stipulations of, you know, I'm going to be, I'm only going to be friends right. with you if you this or if you that, or I can't be friends with her. Like I can't be seen with that. Like I, it, you don't, you just, you're not picky, you know, you're just like, Oh, you want to be my best friend? Hell yeah. We can be best friends. What, what kind of toys you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's just things that, that when you get older, it's things that you don't worry about when you're younger. Like you don't worry about, uh, people worry about religious, political, when you get married, you know, there's a, you're not just friends with that person, you're friends with that person mm. and their spouse. And, you know, so you have to like them too. 
there's just certain things that are just when you become an adult, it's just different. And um, that's why I think it's great to have the friends that you grew up with, because it's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like you. I feel like you need that foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have other people, but those people who have grown with you through the years, it's really important. Let me tell you this. Um, I have several friends who are like into Reiki and do the stones and the cards and the, you know, do certain things like that. And I remember this was so long ago. I want to say when I was a teenager, one of my friends was really into like spiritual reading and stuff like that. And so she had a lot of insight to things that most people that age did not. And I remember her telling me that um, every seven years, your your whole entire life cycle changes. And um, because of this podcast, I wrote down in my book, if you have a piece of paper and you want to write it down um, so you can follow along with me or just listen. So I wrote down in my book, I started with 2020, which is today, and I subtracted seven years. And I did it four years. I did four brackets. So it would take us back to that. Um, to, to, yeah, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> um, so starting from here, going back seven years, 2013, going back seven more years, 2006, going back seven more years, 1999, going back seven more years, 1992. Mm-hmm. Okay. So think back 1992, what were you doing? Who were your main, your main friends? And what was your life like? Then 1999, then 2006, then 2013. And just, and then we come to 2020. If you really write those dates down and you think about where you were, what you were doing, what your life was like, and who were the people you surrounded yourself, it is so true. Because Every seven years, according to those dates, my life was totally different, and the people who were in my cir- circle were totally different each time. Huh? I I want to do it. I just can't. I can't. It would take me too long. Like it would bore the shit out of people. While I sat here and tried to put my dates together, but I want to do that. Like I want to go through and and check that. Well, well, just take the top. Just do the top two, two thousand thirteen and two thousand six. How was your circle different between those those years? Um, two thousand six. I was like, I would have been twenty six. So, um, I mean, I've had a, a I had a job change and a yeah, I had a job change. I think that I think I I met my friend Monica in around two thousand six ish, uh, and then she left to go to go overseas with her husband um but we're still friends and then uh gosh I the only friend I I've lost in a really long time I mean like a good friend I I lost probably around two well you know I lost when I got married I got married in 2009 and I lost her so I I don't I don't really feel like a, a lot so that so that would mean if you met Monica around 2006 and you lost a good friend around 2009, that means in 2013, 
your circle was different. Yeah, no, that okay, then that's true. Um, and even let's see, like seven years ago from from now, so to the thirteen yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm trying to think of has it changed a lot since then. I mean, you've come back into my life, so right, and mm-hmm. so that's a change because we we always stay connected, but we were nowhere near connected like we are. So that's a change, and it, and it, it ha- doesn't have to be a drastic change, but the fact of that if you just go back through every seven years and think, it's like, damn, that's true. Yeah, that that's really interesting, and you. Oh, I don't know if anybody else, but me, like I automatically think of negative change, you know, like I'm, I'm forgetting that there's no, positive right. change in that. And I need to stop automatically associating that with a, a negative connotation. Right, right. Um, and so the other thing is that when we become adults, it, it's very scary for us to put ourselves in vulnerable situations because I will be 42 this year. Uh, this year I'll be 40. Okay, so you'll be 40, I'll be 42. We have experienced friendships and we have experienced Mm -hmm. losses. So that puts us in a a different um, bracket than we would have been, let's say, when we were Mm -hmm. in our 20s, right? Also, when we were in our 20s, we, we probably were out in the bars or go to the clubs or just out there, you know, doing our thing. And now we're in our 40s, like that environment doesn't really, you know, suit us very well. That's not where I choose to spend my time. You know, so you start, you've changed. So then your friends change because maybe you have friends who were drinkers and partiers all the time. And now you're like, I did that. I'm done. I'm good. And so I can't really chill out with you because that's what you want to do, but I'm not there anymore. You know, certain you know that's, like that. I mean, that's true. I had a, I had a friend who was really heavy into partying and we were partiers when we were, you know, teenagers and young adults. And then I kind of grew out of it and it, she did eventually too, but she just grew out of it later than I did. So we kind of lost our friendship too, and then came back around again. So I, yeah, I think that that's, that's really accurate. Um, Again, I had work friends up to, what, three years ago that I was really close with. And then we fell, you know, we fell apart. So that, yeah, that seems about right. And you're exactly right in saying that, yeah, like after you've been through some shit, then you're not, you're not as likely, again, when you're a kid, you just really haven't been through that stuff. Like you're not as, uh, you're not as jaded with the world a lot of the time. So you're more willing to give people a chance. Like I could tell you right now, if I was going into another um, office position, I definitely wouldn't be as willing to give people a chance, which is terrible. I mean, I would I would be friendly with people, but I wouldn't be as willing to think, hey, you know what, we can be friends outside of work. I would be much more uh, conscious of that decision than I used to be. Right. I know that um, dealing when when you're older and you're married, dealing with the other person's spouse, I think that's something that I really didn't have to deal with growing up. You know, maybe they had a boyfriend or something, but it it wasn't like that was really part of our relationship. Well, when you grow up and you're married, that changes. Cause I know that there was a female that I thought was cool as hell. Her fucking husband was the biggest douchebag. Oh my God. And it almost kind of made me feel like, how the fuck do you, how the fuck do you put up like, almost like kind of like a, a loss of respect kind of thing like how do you put up with this fucking how do you deal with him treating you like this or you know all the things that he did and he was just 
literally he was too much to where the point where I just couldn't I couldn't hang out with her because I'm like if he is what comes along with your package I'm returning that bitch I don't want it uh, I I just can't he he was like oh he drank a lot he was a douchebag he said just really rude things you know um like they were like borderline racist things and he was just it because she she is uh you know a minority and he is not and it just it was just like no so you know when you get older and you have relationships it's almost like you have to accept that person and their spouse so that that is very true that I I didn't even really think about until you had brought that up that like I I feel like I've had um issues with different people's spouses where I've just felt like we couldn't we couldn't talk about what our issues were, you know, like we couldn't, and not like they were anything serious, like not like these were drop down, drop, <laughs> drop down, drag out fights or anything like that. But just, I just felt like ugh, we just were very different people. And it's so hard when somebody that you care so much about that you're so close to who you're friends with, and you feel like you've known them forever. And then the person that they fall in love with, you're like, how, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like dang what happened to you <laughs> you're super right, right yeah right and you just yeah, do you ever like sit back and just keep thinking eventually when you get tired of this person and you realize what a piece of shit they are I can't wait till we can talk about it how I knew long before you did <laughs> right and then you realize like nope they in it, they in it to win it <laughs> that's not gonna happen like she you know it's almost like uh, some food that you hate. Like, I hate it. I hate beets. We talk about beets. I hate beets. I can't stand them. Those people that will love them some beets. And I'm looking like, how in the hell can you do that? And they're like, what? Yep. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's uh, my friend Natalie loves beets. Like, pickled beets. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she loves her some pickled beets. But yes, I can totally, I can totally relate it to that analogy that sometimes you're just like, how do you love that person? But then I try to sit back and think, well, do they think that about me? You know, do they ever sit back and think like, how do you love your husband? Like, how did you, you know, I know he's a good man and I know that he's great for me, but just cause I love him doesn't mean that everybody else will. No. And, and here's, a, here's another, um, analogy. Uh, usually, if you think that way about a person, um, nine times out of 10, the most of the world does. Like, it's not that there's just that one person you're in love with that person. So you don't see it that way. But if you take your car to three brake shops and every brake shop says you need new brakes, then you need new brakes. And so if somebody keeps telling you like, he's a fucking douche, he's an asshole. He's probably a douche or an asshole. Okay. Like, but you love him and you you love him unconditionally and you can't see that. So it's great. Live, live in that bubble, live in that world. But <laughs> me, I'm, I'm good on that one. Like, I that was, no, that, that's, that's true. That is very true. Um, I, I had a, I had an experience with a, um, a coworker. It was a, a boss and I, I really liked him. We got along really well. And his wife, I had met her um, a few times and she even referred to me as she came up with the, the name of um, me being his work wife, you know, just joking around. And my husband worked with me too. Like it was an ongoing joke. We all, you know, joked about there's never any jealousy or anything like that, you know. Um, 
But then sometimes we would try to all go out you know, and hang out together. And she was very conservative. I mean, very sweet, but very conservative. And I made her uncomfortable. Just my my <laughs> like <laughs> presence, the way that I talked, the way that I acted. And I, I don't act, you know, I don't act out when I go places. I don't make a fool of myself. I don't try to bring any attention to myself. I'm not that person. But just me as a person just made her so uncomfortable that it really ruined like our our relationship of hanging out and it it hurt my feelings so bad that it could come to that but like to give you an example of something that just made her horribly uncomfortable was that we were all having dinner one day and um and we've gone out sorry bump that we've gone out a few times since then and and everything's been fine it's not been a big deal it's just we don't go out and hang out like we used to but um, we had gone out one day and she had mentioned to me something about uh, just in passing to all of us, like something about a, a bra, like where did I get my bras from? Because she was having a hard time finding a particular one she wanted. And I was talking to her about it. She's like, you know, I just can't get like something about it didn't fit right. And, and no matter which one she got, they just weren't ever good enough. And she was frustrated. So she was looking for a, you know, a girlfriend that might be able to tell her a little more information. And I was like, oh, you know, I've tried this place and that place. This is what I do. And um, she said, I don't know, you know, I, I wish I could show you, it just doesn't quite fit right. Or I, I can't remember all the, the details to it, but I was like, Oh, well, do you want to go in the bathroom and just show? Cause she was a, the strap that she was talking about, just the strap, not, not the boobs part, the strap in the back. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you want to run in the bathroom, we're done eating. Like I'll look at it and see if I can try to figure out, you know, kind of what, what your problem is. If maybe I have any ideas. And she goes, Oh my God, no, like I'm, I'm not near drunk enough for that. And I was like, drunk? drunk enough for what? I mean, I was just going to look at the back of your bra. I don't really feel like I was going to, like, she made me feel so like so <laughs> dirty because I had offered to help a girl out. Like, <laughs> so, you know, just stuff like that, where you're, you're just, you're so different. You try to be, you know, friends with somebody, uh, and you think you can get along and then you just, you just can't like, I mean, something that minimal, that trivial, it just, it just blew up from there that we were just such different people that we couldn't, we just couldn't hang out. We just couldn't do it. So it's just, it's funny. I think that um, for me, I feel like relationships, the way that I have relationships and stuff is a part of my personality because like, I'm not attracted to men very easily. Okay. And, and I'm using this for an example. It all come together in the end. I'm not attracted to men very easily. Like I have a lot of friends. Um, this, this means nothing. It doesn't mean anything in a bad way, but I have a lot of friends who are just very sexual, highly sexual. Hey, Alex. And you know, every man, <laughs> men and women. Um, but you know, every woman or every man is fine and no, oh, they're so attracted. To- I-, I do not have that personality. And that also flows over to my friendship I don't just connect on a certain level with everybody we can we can be friends we can be great friends but are we going to be the greatest of friends I've had two females in my whole entire life that I feel like I've had just a a connection that I know just doesn't come every day or you know just it's not something that will it's, it's just not, it's just something that doesn't come easy. Well, uh, and I'm talking about a connection like 
I'll give you the key to my house. You can have my, you can have my kid, like that kind of connection. Like I just trust you with everything. Um, I'll, you know, I'll tell you most things like that kind of deep, deep connection. So for me, it's easy for me to make a friend, but is it easy for me to make a deep, deep connection? Like, you know, you are my, you are my sister for life. Like no matter what, um, you know, we're going to be linked because I love you unconditionally and I'm taking you for the good, bad and indifferent. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know what I'm yeah I, I don't have very many of those people. And just like you, I don't uh, I don't feel comfortable making those connections with very many people. Like like you said, I, I'll be friendly with anybody, but it's not very likely that we're going to go out and go places. Like I might tell you some stuff about my life that you might find interesting because I don't mind sharing it, but I'm not sharing it because we're close. Right. Right. That, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was just going to say, sometimes I think that is what makes people uncomfortable with me is that I, I don't have a problem sharing some personal things that to me don't bother me just because of the way I grew up. But to other people might be like, oh, that's an overshare. Like, I don't know you like that. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't find it odd, but I'm not one of those people. I, you've known me. We, we figured out, I think it was like 15 years mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I don't, I, I mean, speak for yourself. How, how on a personal level, if you had to go from, let's say, one to five, and five being the deepest and one, you know, being not the deepest, what level would you say of things that I've shared with you or that you know so much about me? Oh, I don't. I mean, I feel like out of your entire life, I know the tiniest piece of one, one little chapter. Like, that's it. So it doesn't make us not good friends. It just means we just you know, that's just, right. you don't share a lot of that with people. Um, I, I would say maybe as far as I know you, maybe I know you at a two or a three out of 10, be my guess, you know, right. but again, and, and again, like people get, people get offended when you aren't willing to give every bit of yourself to them right away. You know, they're just like, oh, well, if we were friends, you could tell me, well, if you were my friend, you would understand that I can't, or I don't want to. right like that that has to be organic if I'm sharing things that I know are deep and like you know when I say that that might be um things that I've been through things that I'm going through things that are in my personal like my family you know things like that like um it has to happen organically or it's just it just it just can't happen any other way for me it can't happen any other way so if I don't feel like I am that connected or now since I've had things happen to me or I don't feel safe telling you, I just, you know, I can't mm-hmm. do that. You know, me and you talked about um, uh, death on earth, which means have you gone through having to grieve over a relationship that is dead, but the person is still alive. Right. And not, not just a romantic relationship. So I feel like that sounds like, um, you know, but uh, like a friendship habit. I, I mean, I did with that friend I said that I lost, you know, back in like when I got married, 
Um, I, I lost that friend because she became jealous of the fact that I got married, not because she was jealous of my man or wanted him or anything like that, but because it meant that I spent a lot of time with my husband. I mean, I still tried to include her, but obviously you, you can't go back, you know, you can't go back to the way that it always was before. And she just couldn't deal with that like she decided that I had abandoned her she decided that we weren't really friends anymore and like it just turned into a big thing but that tore me apart I mean for years I was just heartbroken that I had lost this friend that had been so dear to me and I felt like I hadn't done anything to deserve it it was like being having your heart broken when you love someone you know and and they're just they're gone like they're still living their life without you in it and you're just like how can you do that don't you miss me doesn't it still hurt like I, I went through that and I, I told you about the situation and I mean, I cried, I was devastated. It, it was so heartbreaking, but for me, it wasn't like, how can you go? It wasn't anything like that because I, I found out that the person talked about me behind my back was lying about, you know, um, just lying about things. I found out through social, social media that they were lying and, um, just doing th petty things that, that were, they were doing like hurtful things on purpose and, you know, things that you're not supposed to do when you love somebody mm -hmm. unconditionally. Um, but for me, it was more like, how dare you? Like, how dare you, um, break our bond? How dare you be so disloyal? How dare you? Like, I felt like that. I felt betrayed and disappointed and you know all those things and so when you are grieving the loss of a relationship it's almost like you're you're grieving the loss of that person because to me that relationship is dead and the person is still alive and we still speak but the relationship is dead and it's now a memory so how do you yeah. handle that so the way that I handled it is that I compart compart you, you were saying it compartmentalized. I compartmentalized that that person was a part of my life and they're not anymore in, in the same way that we were. That relationship is dead and those are memories. And so now I'm getting to to know this new person, the new person who all that I know has betrayed me, who has lied to me, who has talked behind my back, you know, done petty things. And, you know, they don't even know that I know half of what I know, <laughs> you know, right. you know, <laughs> but so I'm getting to know who this new person is while I make sure that I keep the factors that I have found out in the forefront. So I make sure that I don't get hurt again by this person. So now it's like, it's a new relationship and you have to, you have new boundaries and you have to learn who this new person is. Um, if they're worthy of staying mm -hmm. in your life, how did you work? I, I did the exact same thing you did where I've just decided I, I have had that to a different extent, but I have had that. I mean, we talked about that a little bit too, where I uh, had had a conversation with you about that happening to me similar, but um, 
again, exactly what you said. I go through and I realize, well, this is not the person that I wish this person was, but we all change. We all evolve. I, who am I to tell this person who they should be in their day-to-day life? I obviously thought they were somebody else and I, you know, maybe they were at some point, but they're not now. And, you know, I've changed too. I feel like hopefully for the better, but maybe they don't think so. You know, maybe I've hurt this person the way that they've hurt me unintentionally. Um, so I, I just, I try to, I don't want to say make excuses, but I try to be understanding that, okay, well, I may have done such and such that hurt, you know, this person, even though I didn't mean to, I've, maybe I haven't been completely honest when I should have been. So it's just what I, it's what I try to do because I hate, I've told you, like, I hate losing people in my life. I hate saying goodbye to someone. It just destroys me to lose people, especially when it's, it's over, not not that either one of these are trivial, but it really hurts me when it's over something trivial. And I feel like, why didn't we just talk it out? Like, why didn't we? Um, but for me, I feel like I have a lot of people in my life that I can't do that with. And it's not fair, but it just is how it is that I can't, I can't have conversations with them about meaningful things, things that are bothering me, because I feel like they would just be like, you know, who the hell are you? Like, it, it, it's not right. I wish it wasn't like that, but it is like that. No. Or they become super defensive and you can't, you can't. Just right. And then I just think, out, I wish know? I never even brought it up. Like if I had never said anything, none of this right. would be happening. Like then I'm just going to beat myself up and feel dread. And I, I don't, it's just not worth it. It's just not for me. Well, I, it, it, the same thing happened with this situation, but I felt like there was really nothing to talk about. Like everything was so black and white and blatantly put in my face, not by just, what I knew and the information that I found out. And then the other, you know, the people who were close to that person telling me things that, you know, they said, and it was just, to me, it was so black and white that there there was nothing to to me, there was nothing to talk about at all. And the, the actions shown by this person, everything was just like, it's been, it's been spiraling for years. But it finally just came to a head. And I kind of feel like I'm thankful that it's over because it was very hurtful um, through those years. It it was painful. Um, And it's just because I love that person so much and they were so dear to me that it's almost like I couldn't imagine not having, you know, the bond that we had. But I am a person who is a realist. And when I'm I know something is over. It's kind of just, I I can just, I can deal it with that. I can deal with it better that way when I know like I've done the best that I can. There's nothing else that I can do with this person or this situation. And it's just time to move forward. And that doesn't mean that they're gone or that you completely lose them because they're still there. That's why it's called grief on earth. But it's just we're at a we're at a, a new we're at a new stage we're at a new um, part in our life and so um, yeah it's just it's yeah it's tough. It, it definitely is it's it's harder when you feel like there's no way to fix it you know like if you felt like you could have a conversation right. where maybe you guys you know whomever it is uh, could come to an agreement or could come to an understanding then it would be like, okay, you know, it's just a bump in the road in our, our friendship. But when you feel like it's just completely over, like it's gut wrenching. Cause that's kind of how I've felt 
on and off you know, throughout the years that just the difference you just you have people that you love so much and you want to keep in your life but it's so hard to well you know that when you know how you get into a relationship and I'm talking about romantic relationships and your girlfriend might be like, girl, <laughs> why are you so like, you know, they're telling you certain things about the person that you're with and, and you can't see it. You just can't see it because you're jaded in that moment. It's the same thing for, for friendships. Cause I'll tell you, my husband doesn't say much about my friends um, because he pretty much likes all of them. I have to say the people that are in my life right now, he really, What's really up? likes all of them. He always tells me something. Yeah, he always tells me how cool they are and I really like her and, you know, stuff like that. But, like, he he would have, he's told me, like, you know, she's a bitch. Or he'll say, um, uh, you know, she, you, you say that you don't like, you know, she said, no, he'll say, this particular person I'm talking to you about would say, he would say, um, you know, she says that she doesn't like drama, but she gossips and and the people that she are closest to gossip and every time you turn around they're in a drama situation but yet they don't like drama you know and so he would tell me certain things like and he would be like oh she's selfish as fuck you know when I would say certain things and then I would be and this is like years <laughs> of this right and I would just be like oh you're crazy or you don't know what you're talking about and then when it all comes to a head it's almost like damn you know, he was right. <laughs> she was a bitch. She was selfish. She, you know, you know, she does like drama as much as she says she doesn't. You know, all these things were right, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't. I was jaded, and I couldn't see the things that he was, you know, saying. And coming from my husband, that really speaks volume because he doesn't speak bad. Uh, he doesn't speak bad about people. Like I'll, in a heartbeat, I'll be like. Psh- that motherfucker's a piece of shit, you know, <laughs> that's not him, he doesn't speak about people like that, so when, when he voices his opinion about my friends more now than any, I will definitely listen to him, so, but, I, but when he was saying things, I was just like, whatever, like, <laughs> I don't, you don't, know, saying, you don't know nothing, about, you know, yeah, but it, you know, it's, I think it's good to consider whether you're in a friendship or a really romantic relationship. It is good for you to consider and not saying that you have to take that and make that your whole relationship, but you should take people's outside opinions and especially the ones that, you know, love you and are close to you and would never tell you anything to hurt you to listen to what they're saying. Because most of the time when, you know, you're caught up in your relationship or your friendship and you can't see things like other people can see who are on the outside looking that in. that is completely true and that that's absolutely right one one thing you were talking about dylan one thing that my husband tends to do is when i am completely blindsided by this person who has always been upfront about the way that they are and has never held it back but suddenly i'm like but i didn't think they would be that way with me you know i thought i was special we were friends like i I am, I am, oh, I am no. so dumb about that. I will do that so often. And my husband, this is where he will make me so mad, but I can't even, I can't fault him. He's like, look, they told you they were like that from the start. Like they didn't hide it. They didn't try to pretend to be something they weren't. It's like, 
you just got to accept them for who they are. They, they told you straight up, you know, such and such said, hey, I'm a bitch when people piss me off. Like, you knew. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a bitch when you piss me off or I feel hurt. But and then here's the other thing. Like, nobody would describe you as a bitch. And I mean, I can't say nobody. I'm sure they would <laughs> describe me as a bitch. <laughs> but for the most part, I would think that I'm not described as a bitch, okay? Well, I have come in contact with people who have very strong personalities and they are known as a bitch, but I'm like you. Like, they might be a bitch to everybody else, but they're not a bitch to me. Well, here's a lesson learned. Please know that it will happen to you one day. (laughs) Okay? No matter how much you think that person loves you, no matter how close you are, just know that it will happen to you one day. And I think that's why I'm so thankful for the friends that I've had for years because you have to know that if you've had friends who are are in your life for 20 years, I wasn't a fucking buttercup every day. You know, there's going to be times where I'm going to be an asshole. There's going to be a time where, you know, I might not be approachable and you don't want to deal with me, but we work through Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? So, but just know if somebody is a bitch when you meet them or people, you've heard people say, oh, they're a bitch or, you know, or they're negative or that just is true. And just know that one day you can be on the end of that. That, Please know that. That is such good (laughs) advice that I wish that I had, you know, a year ago, because I, again, like looking back now, I'm like, you know what? He's right. Such and such did, did warn me. You know, that they, they would get to that point or such and such. I mean, I had somebody that I was friends with who straight up told me, I am never friends with women. I don't get along well with women. I get along with you. Like right then and there, though, I should have been like, mm, better keep my guard up because this person is going to break my heart one day. You know, like they're, they're going to turn on me one day and I'm going to be blindsided. And I sure as hell was just like a fool. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I just had a a conversation with my son recently because he is in a relationship uh, with a female. He's been with her for two years. And during the course of this two years, he has totally isolated himself with this female and pretty much lost all of his friends. And so um, we had a conversation talking about that, talking about it's okay for you to be in love. It's okay for you to be in a relationship. And like you said, with that, with your female friend, it's okay for you not to spend all of your time with your friends anymore. But here's what's really important. It's also important for you not to forget the people who were there before you got into this relationship. And I told my son, I said, Oh, there they are. There they are. (laughs) Yep. Hi. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do you hear my FedEx guy? <laughs> yeah. And the Okay. Love you. Long time. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah. He's so cool. I love him. I've had him. He's been this FedEx guy I know um, on our neighborhood, in our neighborhood for at least 10 years. And um, 
I get stuff delivered here all the time and he is just the coolest guy. <laughs> you should just, I wish you could have seen him and his mannerisms. They were so funny. <laughs> He's like, oh no, no, social distancing. <laughs> oh, that was great. Anyway, so I told my, was telling my son that he cannot get upset when he goes back and he tries to rekindle regain yeah rekindle these friendships and his friend uh, like his friends right now are like you know you've totally you don't return my phone calls you don't return my text messages we haven't hung out you know I mean all these things and I told my son I said you have to understand their position because you have pretty much decided that you are going to isolate yourself because you're in this relationship and you just let them fall by the wayside as if they weren't really important. And now that you're two years in and you're able to have a different mind frame and you kind of see things different and you're like, you know, I'm really, but, and he's very genuine and very sincere when he says, I'm just really not good at keeping contact, which he's not, he's not that person. I said, but that can't be your excuse. And then when you go and contact them and try to rekindle it, you can't be upset if they're not up for it. So he told me, he said that he has gotten to the point where he was so involved in this relationship and he wasn't keeping touch, returning calls, text messages, you know, neglecting the people who were outside of this relationship that now he feels like he's at the point of no return. Like I can't go back. You know, I, you know, he even told me about his stepbrother, his stepbrother. Um, he uh, sends tons of messages and, and, you know, been talking, you know, send, send, messages talking about things and he hadn't replied and then he has two really great friends and he's been doing the same thing to them and he's like well you know how do I go back and and kind of make up for what I lost and I said well you really can't you can't go back and make up for what you lost but what you can do is you can tell your friends hey I'm sorry you know I'm not perfect and you know I wasn't asked you know, for the last two years, I got caught up in this relationship and I can't do anything but apologize to you for the fact that I haven't answered your calls, haven't um, returned your text messages, but I want to try and see if we can work on things and I'm going to be better. Like I, it's, it's me, not you kind of thing. And so I could tell in his face that he, it almost like scared him that he would have to confess to his friends, I've been a fuck up. You know what I mean? But I told him that's exactly where you have to go and where you have to start in order to be able to rekindle these relationships. So I, I just, I wanted to share that because I think that it's important that we don't forget who was there before our relationship started. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I think that's that's so, really good yeah. advice and exactly what you said. I mean, that is exactly what you need to do. I I had a friend do that for me where she had been in a relationship and honestly it just it had fallen apart and she just fell apart, you know, and like um I came and told her when I was engaged, I you know, she was my best friend, so I was really excited to tell her and her response was the most disappointing thing I had ever seen. I mean, she just was like, mm. like she did I mean that was really all she did was just made like a mm. 
sound like there was no I mean she did say congratulations but it certainly was not heartfelt um but she has felt bad for that for years like I forgave her long long ago and honestly the only reason I remember it is because she will bring it up like and talks about what a jackass that she was and I'm like well that was years ago like I don't even you know that was years ago and you were going through some shit like we're cool it's no big deal so but don't you feel a form of comfort from people who can acknowledge like you know I was yeah I was fucked up like <laughs> I was an asshole so it's not like you just over there thinking that and oh they don't no think I appreciated you know what I mean? so much that she did that because it hurt my feelings really bad you know that she was my best friend in the whole world and I was so excited to tell her and I knew she was sad you know I knew that she wasn't in a good place but I I was completely certain she would put that aside for me you know and that she would be happy for me and she just couldn't you know she just was in such a bad place but uh, yeah I mean the moment she apologized for it she was forgiven absolutely she was forgiven and she is still beating herself up about it 10 years later whereas I completely forgotten about it until she'll bring it up and I'm like oh yeah but whatever like that you know I was just we, we all go through some shit we've all messed up from time to time Yeah. And you know, another thing that I appreciate as I get older is having a variety of friends. And when I say that, this is what I mean. I feel like that as I'm, as I'm stepping into year 42, that I realize for my own personal friendships, I can no longer have one person that I confide everything in. I, mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me anymore. Because everybody doesn't handle your information the way that you want them to handle. Just like you went to your friend and you told her you were so excited. You told her you were engaged. And then here she's like, bleh. And you're like, fuck. You know? So here's what I love about getting older and how I've worked things out. And it kind of makes sense. And I've got the perfect equation now. I have my friend that I might call when I get pissed off about something, you know, racially political, you know, I might have the friend that I might call that I'm telling how great Dylan, because I can't tell my friend who I go to and I, you know, we go off about social injustice. I can't tell her how great my husband is and our relationship and the things that he does for me because she's, she, she's not going to give you the answer. She's not going to give you the reaction that you want because she's not there and she doesn't have a man like that. And then I might have some, a friend that I go to and I talk about my child and how my, my children are doing this or that and, and, you know, getting on my nerves because they can relate. I'm not going to go tell you who doesn't have any uh, children about how these children keep doing this and that you know, do you understand what I'm saying? So it's almost like every person that I have in my life fits in a different compartment and they're my go-to people for certain things. And it is that I'm fabulous. so glad you said that because the moment you said it, I was like, oh, I wish I had thought to even say, like, I'm so glad that you thought to say that because yes, 100% I do. I, my friend that, that had, you know, like you said, the, the issue with the, um, with the uh, engagement she is my, she's my ride or die girl. She is my girl that if I called her up crying and said, you know, Rick has, Rick has cheated on me. Let, you know, she'd be the first one in her car. Like, let's go get him. Like, let's go fuck him up. 
Um, and then, (laughs) and then I have my, my other really close friend who is my, my word of wisdom. Like she's my person that when I'm really angry about something or really devastated about something that I can usually call her up and say, I need you to calm me down. I need you to tell me I'm being irrational. I need you to show me the side that I can't see right now because I'm too mad about whatever's going on. She was my person when, you know, when my sister was sick, uh, she was my person that I could go to and say, I need you to tell me the truth. How bad is it? Like You need to, and she would be honest, no matter what, it would hurt my feelings. She knew that it would upset me, but she would tell me what I didn't understand about medical stuff. And then, you know, I had my other friend that would just be like, I'm here. Everything's going to be, you know, maybe not be okay, but I'm gonna be here. You know, like, so exactly like that, like you said, you have your people that are good for different things. And I'd like to believe that I'm that person for my friends too. Like I'm that person that could, uh, could help you see a different side of things. But if you want someone that's just gonna, right. Definitely. But if you want somebody that's just going to blindly agree with you, I'm not the one to call. Yeah, me either. And I, and I, and I know for a fact, because I have several friends that tell me they, when they call me, they call me because they know whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. If you ask my opinion, I'm going to give it to you, period. Like if I think you're wrong, or if I think you could have took a different position, or I think that you're accurate and you're straight on, or I think, you know, well, let's talk this out and see, you know, (laughs) let's see if we can, you know, take another side, you know, because there's sometimes where your friends call you and they are such in the peak of whatever's happening to them that they can't think rationally. And so that's where we come in as friends and trying to try to help them out with that. Um, I do need to, and I have, she's excellent. I, I am a sensitive person. And if I share anything with you, I kind of need a sensitive response. Not saying that I need you to change your response uh, or what you're going to say. I'm How you were talking about that message you left me earlier and you, you were thinking, you know, if it were you, you'd be like, girl, get your shit together. But I'm not, I'm not that person. And I don't want right. anybody and, and to tell just, me that, period. Well, I was going to say, just to clarify, that was how I felt about myself. I wouldn't do that to another person. (laughs) Right. Right, right. But I'm saying that there's, there are people, I have a girlfriend who is like, I mean, she, it's almost like she doesn't have any emotion (laughs) at all. It's like, she's a fucking brick wall, you know, because everything you say, like, oh, girl, that'd be all right. Oh, girl, it ain't nothing. Oh, you know, oh, you know, or, you know, whatever, forget them, fucker, you know, just, just no emotion or nothing so whenever I never go to her with anything because I just know she's she's so dismissive she doesn't really care you could like I've watched her who she calls her best friend cry her eyes out to her and and confess all this stuff to her and then she's like oh my god you know like and then she was like how long are we gonna have to talk about this I, I can't handle that personality that's that she's definitely somebody I would never put my emotions in their hands because she's just so I don't know she's way too um just no emotions for me and that that that's like I don't know that's not appealing to me to come tell you anything yeah I I, exactly I mean I've, I've had people like that and I there's nothing wrong with that that's your personality that's who you are you do you 
but I know you're not the one that I'm going to bother when I'm feeling upset. Like you're not the one that I need. I had a friend like that in high school that we're, we're more just like Facebook friends. Now we don't really talk anymore, but um, she was exactly that girl. You know, it was just like, get your shit together. Like, what are you crying for? Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's good to have that sometimes when it's things that aren't really, you know, deep that you're dealing with but for the most part and you know my friends are great like I'll tell them something and then you know they'll check back in like hey you know just checking to see how you're doing or you know I know this was going on and you know you're all right blah blah but like the person who you tell something they dismiss it and then they never even bring it up again or, or no, I just I, I can't deal with those kind of people I need genuine heartfelt people if you're gonna make it into uh <laughs> 52 and 62 with me yeah we gotta it, it, there has to be some some emotion felt there so I feel like those people are good when like maybe like you go to a restaurant and the service was bad and the food was bad and you're telling them, hey girl I went to a restaurant and they're like oh yeah fuck that restaurant don't eat there anymore that that's all I'm gonna tell you about I'm gonna tell you about my 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 restaurant right. experience no, oh, it's just, that's exactly right and, and I can't <laughs> I'm not close to any people like that like I can't I can't handle that I need you to give me more than that but if you can't that's fine that I mean that's who you are and I'm not judging you but we're never going to be close like I can't I can't handle that Right. Do you know, as you get older, you understand when you look back at your parents and wonder why they only had one or two friends? Like, you know, I used to think all the time the reason why my mom only had one or two friends is because she was evil. Right. I'm like, because she's mean. That's why. But now as I get older, like I realize that's exactly how it ends up. It's almost like you have a whole, you know, football team of people you figure out where their position is at and either they maintain that position or they get dropped <laughs> off the team <laughs> no that no that's, that's totally true it. my um my mom well my mom just wasn't good at sticking to people and talking to people very much but but exactly what you said is completely true she she would like when she did call up her friend that she you know hadn't talked to in years it was like they, I mean, they talked like nothing had ever happened. Like they'd not lost touch in any way. And I would just be like, how do y'all do that? Like, how do you, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it, but it, it worked, it worked for them. And it, I mean, I never had a lot of friends as a kid. Uh, I just had a few select ones that I, you know, felt like were worth keeping in my little social circle, but I, I, I can't let go of them. You know, I can't, no matter how different our lives have gone and no matter how shitty that we might've been to each other from time to time when we were younger, I'm always willing to forgive. So I'm like, we've been through so much. So. Right. I know that. Um, <laughs> yep. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. I know that a bulk of my friends are like that. Like, you know, I, I moved to Georgia 12 years ago and I moved to Virginia when I was in second grade. So from second grade all the way until 2008, those are my friends that I went through elementary school with, uh, middle school, high school, young adult. So we don't talk all the time. But let me tell you, when I go home, it's like I never left. Our conversations are like we never left. And I love mm -hmm those friendships those, those are the best those are the best friendships that you 
you haven't seen someone in a while. And like, I have a, a friend um, who's a photographer and uh, that I've had some photos taken with him, but uh, we, we only reconnected in the last few years. And um, when I saw him the first time after, gosh, I don't know, 10 or 11 years, he gave me the biggest hug and it was like the best feeling, you know, to just be like, I haven't seen you in so long and I've missed you. Like yeah. he picked me up off the ground and spun me around in a circle like, oh, I missed you so much. Right, right. I had a, a, a brief conversation um, with one of my friends and we were talking about another one of my friends who was going through something and she was like, girl, I don't know how you put up with her or the things she's doing or blah, 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 because she knows her too. And um, I'm like, well, she's, you know, she's having a hard time. She's going through something. She was like, mm. and you put up with that? And I said, well, she's not doing anything to me. <laughs> she is going through a hard time in her life and doing things that she's not, she doesn't normally do. And yes, her character is a little bit off, but she's not doing anything to me. Okay. She's just having a, a life change and it, it's a negative one. So do you just bail and, and, you know, I don't know how you deal with that. And I'm not dealing with you when people are going through bad things and they their life is fucked up their life is fucked up the way that they thinking is fucked up their care everything is jacked but I would never like like my friend said like girl I don't know how you deal with her I, I would you know I would have been done with her a long time ago to me you can go through things and your life not be great and you be changing that way you're not doing anything personally to me. I would never just drop my friend, you know, cold turkey like that. Like how she was like, she wouldn't be no friend of mine. And I'm just like, wow, well, you're really missing out if you just drop people just because they're going through certain things in their life, you know, and it has nothing oh, yeah, exactly. to do with I, I mean, you I have a I mean? friend who both of us suffer from you know, depression, anxiety, and and she will go through bouts of where I just won't hear from her. And not that we talk every day, but it might be that I'll reach out to her and she just, she has nothing to say. Like she just has no response. Now, if I needed her, if I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm in some shit right now and I need you, she would have been there. But when it came to trivial day-to-day -day stuff, sometimes I just wouldn't hear back from her for a week or two. And then it would be, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just not doing good. And I just, you know, I just can't right now. I just, I just can't have these normal day-to-day -day conversations with you I'm not there and I would just be like okay you know that's fine and then I would continually check on her you know even if she wasn't responding I would just say hey you don't have to respond I just wanted you to know I'm just checking in I'm you know I'm here for you if you need anything and I figured it probably annoyed her then but it let her know I was there you know like I was I still care I'm checking in I'm making sure you're okay I'm thinking about you you don't have to respond to me but I'm here so right so that's it's important to have those friends I used to be the friend that I used to be way better than I am now I feel like I'm not that great because I'm kind of like burnt out but I used to be the friend who would check up on you all the time who would make sure you're all right I'm, I'm all I'm you know in a relationship whether it be a friendship or a, a romantic relationship, there is always one person who takes the position of the connector, the one who's planning things, the one who always wants to do things, the one who, 
you know, is always reaching out. Somebody always takes that position and it's more times than not, it's been me. And I kind of don't take that position anymore because I just don't want to. And so now the friends that I have, they take that position, which is weird for me because I've always been on the other side. But at the same time, it I'm so thankful mm -hmm. because I Are you still there? Everything got quiet. Oh. Well, I'm not sure what happened, but I feel like we were winding down there. So I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast here. And I hope everybody is staying safe.